everybody, and welcome to our first annual 10-hour episode. That's right, folks. We're going to be recording for the next 10 hours straight, and boy, does John have a ton of content for you. That's right. John has all of the content for you this week. I've got nothing. He told me specifically, do not prepare a thing. I'm going to carry all 10 hours, and if I don't do this, personally kill me. Hire a strike team to kill me. So that's what's going to be happening tonight, folks, right here on Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's very excited for the big, long episode, Never Been Better, John. And together we're Henry and big old excited for the big old episode, John, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. So, um, what's that uh, really really insufferable thing that people tend to say they're like oh i did a thing or oh a thing happened and then it's like a little emoji of a thread because like they're gonna make a twitter thread about you know what i'm talking about yeah so you're on twitter.com you're scrolling through your time feed and somebody says like oh you'll never believe what happened a thread and they'll do an emoji of a thread and then it's one slash question mark because they don't know how long that thread's gonna be yeah, so I'm going to do a little, uh, I'm going to, here's my tweet, and the tweet reads, um, so we need to talk about last week, and then it's going to be like one question mark little emoji of a thread. Uh, so first of all, dear listeners, fams, family, uh, you have not heard from me uh, for two weeks. I don't know what cockamamie, no doubt, lie <laughs> reason Henry came up with. Can I interrupt to, uh, you? Please. I told them you had COVID. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, that's that's funny uh, because I got COVID. Right. Yeah. I just I I should have lied, but I already I had already tweeted out your personal health information. I mean HIPAA violation, first of all, but not your doctor. But go off. I'm not your doctor. You can't hold me to that. I'm not your doctor. HIPAA applies to everyone. You can't say anything about anyone's health for any reason without <laughs> being a HIPAA violation. I don't think that's true. Everything's a HIPAA violation. Mm, I think certain species of animals are HIPAA violations. Uh, you don't want to get into HIPAA violations. So yes, John, uh, you had COVID. Now, uh, my next guest had COVID. Uh, may I introduce John? Oh, yes. Uh, uproarious applause. I, I walk out to right. uh, coughing and, and flop sweating. Now, I, I think on the day we were recording, it was unclear the day you were recording last week. Right. It was unclear as to whether or not I had COVID. Uh, now, did you jump the gun and tell people I had COVID? Uh, okay, I, I have logs. I can go back and check, buddy. Uh-huh. It was at this point that Henry and John looked through group chats for five minutes. Jesus. I, so I, I had heard elsewhere, and I, 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 I've experienced this twice now. If you get sick and you are showing symptoms of COVID, but you test negative for COVID, test again on your third day of symptoms because you're most likely will test positive by then. So I, this is one thing that I, so first of all, high level overview of having COVID, um, pretty overrated. I mean, I've been hearing about this thing for like, uh, two and a half years. It's not that good. You know, 
everybody's been getting it. Uh, the reservations have been really tough to get, but having had COVID, it's not very good. Not a, not a big fan. Definitely don't recommend one star, it. One star experience. Now I will say for anyone who's worried about me, uh, my COVID was very mild compared to severe cases. Uh, it was still, uh, probably one of the worst uh, kind of acute viral illnesses I've ever had. I would compare it to like a really bad flu. Um, kind of the worst and scariest part is just like not being able to move due to fatigue. Feels a lot like you're dying. It's not the best. Uh, but once you have COVID, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you have not had COVID, uh, the resources aren't really where you'd like them to be. There's a lot of uncertainty once you actually have COVID about what you should or shouldn't treat it with, what is and is not available to you, how long you're contagious, whether testing positive for COVID means you're still contagious or not. Uh, turns out, not like great uh, evidence to support a lot of that stuff. It's a new virus. Uh, but it is very scary when you have COVID because you'd think that there'd be like a, like a definite path forward and like, uh, like people would know more than they do. But they don't. Yeah. It's like being a, it's like having a, it's like being a viral astronaut. You're yeah. like, huh, I guess I, I guess I have the thing that everyone's still researching, which is awesome. I, I mean, I think the only thing we know for sure is that, um, ivermectin what is it called yeah ivermectin horse paste we all we know is that that has no effect positive or negative on the recovery time yes uh so i you know like everybody else i was popping the horse pills dude Uh, was popping the horse pills taking them horse style he was Uh, was getting the paste he was rubbing it on his face yeah, I was washing with tail and mane shampoo at every possible uh, instance. Eating I, oats, I, just straight I oats. Reshooed myself twice. Yeah. Um, won the Preakness. Pretty exciting career-wise. Yeah, I did get busted for pissing hot for horse steroids, well, though. How could you not? You're taking everything <laughs> horse-related. I, I am, I am. So it's really not that surprising, but my trainer's in some hot water. Yeah. Uh, not his fault, good guy. Um, but turns out, because I looked into it, you ever hear a Pax Lovid? Uh, no. Are you trying to say COVID? <laughs> You're trying to say COVID, but your brain's been rewired by COVID? Yeah. Pax Lovid? Is that yeah. what you said? Uh, Pax Lovid is an antiviral treatment that Pfizer created to like help you. Uh, shed the COVID virus faster. Uh, it's a combination of a uh, Pfizer drug, which is, I don't know, it's got some bullshit name, and then like Retro or Retro Navir or whatever it's called, which typically is used as an antiviral for like HIV. But you take the two pills together, you get over COVID faster. You can't really get that unless you like have really bad COVID or in a high risk group. So I was just kind of on my own. Right, yeah. The, the the official treatment is to wait it out, basically. And let me tell you, it feels very scary to get the most famous virus in the world right now and be like, 
I guess I gotta make do with Tylenol and ibuprofen. <laughs> I guess I'll yeah. suck on some Ricola drops <laughs> if it gets really bad. Yeah, you can treat the symptoms, but at the end of the day, your your body has to fight it off. And I mean, the uh, you're you're fully boosted, right? Yeah, double vaxxed and boosted. Yeah, so you've got a little bit of a defense in there, kind of fighting things off for you. Well, I was actually. Turns out you don't have a lot of. I watched a lot of YouTube videos of people playing Dungeons and Dragons, but between those times, <laughs> I uh, I was reading a lot of papers about research papers, uh, two or three out of India, I think, about in, people who have been vaccinated and boosted and then got COVID, or conversely, got COVID and then were vaccinated, and it seems this kind of. Uh, like vaccine plus actual antigen-based immunity is significantly more potent than just the immunity you get from having a vaccine. So I'm looking forward to my super immunity for however long that lasts. Three months. I'm looking forward to my three months of super immunity. Going to lick every doorknob I see uh, right. within reason. But man, uh, scary. It is, it is scary to have COVID. I still feel bad uh like that is and this is true anytime i've had like the flu uh is just just takes you a long time to get over it and you're just tired and sweaty all the time i'm still working from an air mattress right just because like sitting up for long periods of time makes me tired you were telling me before we started recording that your brain is still sort of like sloggy and melted yeah my brain is definitely still melted which i think my brain kind of always feels this way if i ever have a fever i don't think it's anything that's like covid specific okay so yeah it's just the your your brain was literally running hot yeah my brain was running hot and it's it's desperately trying to cool down but at this point i haven't had any fever for like more than four days maybe all right uh and apparently if you're fever free this is also something that nobody tells you about when you get COVID, it's like the window for you no longer being contagious is uh, ill-defined. The CDC says that when you are symptom-free and fever-free for five days, you're almost certainly no longer contagious. Okay, you're almost there. Yeah, almost there, which I am excited about. Because uh, it does not feel good to carry around the world's most famous virus. Yeah, <laughs> because it probably you, like you could kill people. Probably doesn't feel great either that you got sick and you isolated in your in your household and you thought you were doing everything really good and then your fiance got sick as well. Yes, uh, that it's something that I think about because we took it very seriously. Like the second I tested positive, uh, and, and I want to make it clear that I wasn't being. Uh, I don't believe that I was being irresponsible in that I was operating largely normally when i got the first negative result because when i got the negative result i was just really congested and it just felt like i had a sinus infection i had a post nasal drip and like sinus congestion is reported as a rare symptom of covid post nasal drip is not reported as a symptom of having covid uh and when i was a kid i had a lot of surgeries on my ears i'm prone to sinus infections uh which is why i sound the way that i do but hey, me too, buddy. Ear, ear buddies. Ear buddies. Tubes for life. 
but like uh had allison go out get me like a little saline spray uh was just like holding it down typical sinus infection shit and then the following day i was like oh i went to check the mail and i felt feverish i gotta i'm gonna figure this out uh and then i had covid and then immediately we took it very seriously uh bust out the air mattress wore masks inside i quarantined myself in a room food would be left outside the room i'd go get it if I had to leave the room for any reason, anything I touched, I would wipe down with hand sanitizer afterwards. Yeah. Uh, like we were being as safe as possible. But honestly, if I, I believe the current like event horizon for COVID is like two to three days, like before you have symptoms, you're contagious two to three days before you have symptoms. So like there was a time where yeah. my fiance and I were sharing a bed. And like, if I turned over in the night, like in those old COVID graphics where it showed like two people having a conversation two feet apart. And one of them is just like assaulting the other with red particles. Right. Uh, I was just breathing those red particles right into my fiance's face for eight hours. Well, there's no way you could have known either. If it's two days before you're symptomatic, like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I, I just think about it, like, we were so careful, but knowing that I was contagious for two to three days before, there's nothing we could have done to prevent right. her getting sick because like right. the, the amount of like, we, we share a space and we're engaged. So like, we're always like breathing each other's faces and drinking from each other's cups. So like, Oh well, yeah, of course, as you do when you're yeah. engaged. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, what you might not know, John is, uh, that Tuesday that I recorded and told the world you had COVID before you had it. Uh, we stopped by your house. Oh, I did know that. You didn't know this. Exactly. And <laughs> I, left... I mean, I didn't know that until later. It was funny because we were pulling up as Allison was, or your fiance was, was backing up and uh, she, she stopped, she got out of the car and she was like, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, is there an emergency? Mm. <laughs> Uh, we were like, no, we just wanted to drop off a little gift for John for your birthday. So happy birthday. Thank you. I am now very old. And then um, we didn't want to see you. because yeah. No, totally fair. <laughs> you were under the weather. Like, we did never did we actually think at that moment, except for when I <laughs> announced it on the podcast. <laughs> yes, except for when you correctly intuited it that I had COVID. We didn't think you had COVID because you shared your negative test with us already. Mm -hmm. uh, so we didn't think you had COVID. We just didn't think you would be up to seeing people and interacting with them. So we just left the gift in front of your house. And then she, you know, uh, your, your fiance was like, Oh, I'm just going to the store to pick up stuff. We could have gotten it from her right then. Oh, almost certainly. She, she was probably contagious at that point. It's so crazy. It, it's insane. And, and then uh, we, we, the funny part is we made, I don't know if you knew this. We made plans to get drinks with you guys on Friday. Yeah, I uh so there were a lot of plans for last weekend since it's my birthday weekend and I had to hear Allison like calling around and canceling stuff, which was right. no good. It's uh, a bummer. Yeah, definitely a bummer, but I mean it, it is what it is. We can always do stuff later. It, it's but crazy. What a, what a birthday gift, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. You and another friend of mine at work both had birthdays last week and both came down with COVID last week. It doesn't end there. My, uh, Jamie's brother, uh, 
Joseph, for those of you who don't know, uh, his birthday was in like the end of March. He got COVID around that time too. It, it, it's it's you I, get I, COVID for your birthday this year. That's what's I, happening. I am not shitting you. Two of my friends. Uh, once I shared my positive test result on Instagram, which, by the way, talk about activating the algorithm. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna juice engagement with your friends on Instagram, uh, show your positive for COVID. Everyone comes out of the woodwork to give you their sympathies and their tips. Uh, but two of those people, pretty good friends of mine, both tested positive for COVID the day after their birthday this year. I don't know what's going on. But there's a correlation with COVID and birthdays this summer. Well, I have some bad news about an upcoming birthday in your household. I know. It's coming up this month. Yeah. It's, uh, listen, do <laughs> we, we have to, plans? We need to make a real superstition out of this. Like, you need to, like, hang like garlic cloves that have been cut in half around your door to ward off the birthday COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Paint, paint the borders of your door, your front door with like lamb's blood. Well, not a vegan substitute for lamb's blood. And then like right on the door, like Fauci go away. Because for some reason we've conflated that Fauci and the coronavirus are somehow interlinked. Right. Well, he created it so he could get famous. I don't know if you've heard. He created it to kill those beagles. Um, Fauci more like Fau6660. A little disclaimer. All of these are jokes. We do not besmirch any of the scientists working on COVID. The vaccine and cures and treatments. <laughs> yeah, listen, on this podcast, we do not besmirch any of the scientists either treating or architecting <laughs> the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic. Yeah, it's it's like that moment in the office when Ryan gives a salute to the troops and he says, ah, to the troops, both sides. <laughs> yes, I uh, to the brave uh, COVID-19 fighters of Afghanistan. Uh yeah, man, having COVID sucks. I'm still getting over it. The, I want to give some hot tips to anyone listening to this Ooh. podcast who might get COVID in the near future. It's time once again. And I, I th- that's right. We are now hitting hour one of our 10-hour <laughs> content. It's time for our first segment, John's Hot COVID Tips. That's right. The classic recurring segment from every time I've had COVID. Uh so, once again, my symptoms, extremely happy, were very mild. They were, like, middle of the pack mild. Uh, from everything I've been able to read and from the people that I've talked to anecdotally who had COVID, if your symptoms extend to feeling terrible, your entire body hurting, uh, being congested, and having a fever and a dry, non-productive cough, you're in mild territory. Uh, if those at any point turn into uh, delirium, uh, having a high fever for a long period of time that a fever reducer does not get below 100 degrees uh, or shortness of breath, see somebody. Go to a doctor because apparently those symptoms can get real bad real fast. Uh, that's, that's like the tipping point for COVID is if you develop those things, go to somebody. Okay. Uh, for most people who have been vaxxed and boosted, you're going to be in the mild category. And uh, there's, unless you have some particular problem with this drug combination, 
I found Tylenol and ibuprofen to really help uh, because Tylenol will like reduce your fever uh, over a longer period of time. Ibuprofen will reduce a fever acutely. Both of them will like relieve pain and then just like find something to entertain yourself. Like as long as you're checking your temperature, no shit, like every 30 minutes, which sucks. Uh, as long as you're checking your temperature all the time, keeping an eye on that, it's just a matter of like staying occupied. I would highly recommend the video game Stardew Valley. That's a good game. I got very far. I played a lot of Stardew Valley, watched a lot of YouTube videos of people uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I would not recommend <clears throat> quarantining yourself in the room where your dog's crate is oh no um because if your dog can see you when it's in the crate it won't let you sleep when you let the dog out of the crate it will sleep with you and you know like step on your nuts or whatever (laughs) um and then the first night it'll eat a tissue and they'll throw up that same tissue four different times in a row and then you wake up and you have a fever and you find yourself muttering feverishly looking at your dog throwing up a tissue. It's like, I wish I was dead. I wish I was dead. <laughs> uh, but then once the dog like gets on board, gets with the program, then it's actually pretty pleasant and you get to like chill with your dog and play Stardew Valley all day. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that first night would be would be pretty rough. Also, the following two nights when the dog has gotten used to sleeping with you, when it has to go back to sleeping, it's great. That's rough. Yeah. Oh, buddy. I I bet it was a a very wine filled night. Yeah, he 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 figured it out. But he so the first night we couldn't make it work. We seriously couldn't. Like he was stepping all over me. He didn't know how to get comfortable. I couldn't get comfortable around him. Second night, full on spooning my own dog. Right. Uh, and both of us were like perfectly happy with the arrangement. Actually, the second night uh, the fever came back in the middle of the night. And, you know, when you get a, a bad fever, you get really cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, like, pulled all the quilts over me. And then I, like, coaxed the dog up into the bed with me. Right. And then hugged the dog because dogs are, like, Space 100 heater. degrees. A- absolutely. It was great. Yeah. And he was happy for it. Well, I'm glad you figured out that arrangement. And I'm glad. I'm happy you're doing better now. Um, I'm sure those people out there, either if they're, they're they've had it or they're they're going to get it. There's those are the two camps. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much if you live in the United States, that's kind of it. Yeah, I I, I think they're going to appreciate your your hot tips. Yeah, like I said, once again, uh, Tylenol and ibuprofen. Don't take more than three thousand milligrams of Tylenol if you're a healthy person. Don't take more than two thousand if you have kidney or liver stuff. Uh, but yeah, the, those two things really help. Also, take your temperature a lot keep your fluids up definitely keep your fluids up drink oral rehydration solution if you can yeah. we gave you some liquid IV. valley we gave you some liquid iv for your birthday it was great that that honestly was exact like uh, exactly what my body needed another yeah. thing i will say is uh, eat a ton uh because don't have to tell me twice are we talking about covid or what just covid (laughs) oh okay and then you know if you want to enjoy your life uh but yeah your body burns an amazing amount of calories when it's actually fighting an illness so i uh not to get into calorie numbers but i was like force feeding myself chinese food like i i knew that i needed to eat and it was not a pleasant experience and i was eating like four thousand five hundred calories a day 
Right. And then after I got done with COVID, I weigh less than I've weighed in the last six months. That's crazy. So I mean, eat, a, yeah. eat a lot of food. It takes like 10,000 K calories to raise like a, a single degree of temperature and you've got a fever. Your body is raising several degrees of temperature. So it's, it's eaten through what it can. Absolutely. Your, your body is, your body's using it. So make sure you eat, eat palatable things, eat a ton of ice cream, just whatever you can choke down. Pizza, you know, all these, all the, all your classic health foods. I mean, I ate Chinese food, pizza, ice cream, anything I could get my hands on to a point where it wasn't even fun to eat just because like, I knew that I needed to like keep drinking and keep eating. And uh, I'm on the other side of it. And my COVID wasn't as bad as some people's. So I'm basically a doctor. No, you're, you're giving anecdotal evidence, not evidence, anecdotal yeah, tips. Yeah, I'm giving antidotal evidence. Anecdotal antidotes. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving antidotes. Listen, this is, we're going to get, we're going to become big. I know that you haven't been on board with me pivoting this podcast to be a fringe right-wing no. show but like all good fringe right-wing shows we have to tell people how to beat covid and with oh the god patented zero credits antidotes of chinese food and tylenol uh you too and horse steroids you too can beat covid <laughs> you know what's funny like if you would if if that was would have been the prevailing theory when all of this was breaking out, Tylenol and Chinese food, I feel like a lot of people would be in a better place than let's inject bleach and sunlight into our <laughs> blood. And, and also this whole uh, ivermectin, uh, stupid, like the French shit that people came up with did more harm than like if they were just like, yeah, t- Tylenol and Chinese food, that's all you need. I mean, I think the biggest problem is that the things that all these fringe people came up with aren't fun, but like eating a bunch of ice cream, Tylenol and Chinese food is fun. Right. Exactly. And then also the things they prescribed like hurt you or did nothing. Whereas these at least make you feel better. Exactly. I think it's because they didn't own any Chinese restaurants. Yes, that is true. Also, just so everyone knows the zero credits crime family, which owns the zero credits, uh, right wing conspiracy podcast does own every restaurant called China buffet. We do. Yeah. It's news to me. We own every restaurant called China buffet. We also have a line. (laughs) We also have a line of supplements for, for brain health. We call them goon tech. And you will think when you decant them from the bottle, that is just a large bottle full of crab rangoon, but they are pills and they're good for your mind. And it is not crab rangoon. All right. Yeah. I just hit my daily water goal. John, are you going to, you going to congratulate me? Congratulations on your on your daily water goal. Keep in mind, if you do take our supplements, the snow crab legs are extra no sharing. No sharing. They're prescribed to you, not for the table. Not for the table. Listen, the table can have a, however many sugar donuts it wants. Yeah, but crab legs are per individual. Absolutely. We will track you down. Yes. We also have a health drink that's just sweet and sour sauce. God, I love Chinese food. It's pretty tasty. I won't lie. I mean, uh, American Chinese food. I also love traditional Chinese food. Uh, anyway, before I talk about Chinese food too much, 
I had COVID. Yes, you did. Oh, and go go for walks. When you're recovering, go for intermittent walks. Because uh, you're going to feel like you're dying when you walk around. So uh, just try to get used to that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> go on as many walks as you can to get used to the feeling that you are walking to your grave. You're like, I guess this is just how I feel now. I might as well get used to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, so we're still in hour one of our 10-hour episode. We're going all 10 hours, and uh, we're still in hour one. Uh, but I feel like it's time to to introduce a little news segment. Oh, our one news segment. Yeah, so real heads of the podcast will know that uh, last week, Jamie and I discussed the the existence of a, a sequel to a movie that uh, is just, it, it's making news every day now. It, it was announced last week, and now every day there's new news about this movie. I would just like everyone to know in, in podcast land that uh, I am now sweating like I'm doing exercise. <laughs> that is that is the effect that COVID has on you. Please continue. Right. So uh, so just to edify John, I'm, of course, referring to the sequel to Joker. Uh, oh, the sequ- Joker. Uh, Joker, the sequel entitled Joker, Folly à Dois. Uh-huh. Uh, and new news keeps coming out about this movie. One, it exists. Did you know that, John? I did not know it exists. Todd Phillips? Todd Phillips is back directing and writing. Joaquin Phoenix is on board to reprise his role as Arthur Fleck, a.k.a. The Joker. Uh, and the title, Folle à deux, is French, and it describes a certain medical condition uh, that might best be described as twinning. Okay, what is that, like a folly of two? Something like that. Uh, the What I looked up and, and read is, is when symptoms of one person's sort of illness appear in a completely different but connected individual. Okay, I, I think that's kind of what we see in a lot of interpretations of the character of Harley Quinn in the Batman comics, is that Harley and Quinzel did work in arkham and then like onboarded some of the joker's craziness uh to to give you a technical definition it's defined as an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals usually the members of a close family okay um can we maybe talk about the fact that uh todd phillips joker doesn't need a sequel (laughs) is that should we not talk about that uh, so we, we so Jamie and I covered that in brief last week. Uh, I played uh, Joker's advocate and said, "Absolutely, we need a sequel." What do you mean? We have so many things that we don't know about the Joker. Like, uh, does he like to dance? I mean, we I actually think we know that from the what? first one. I think that uh, one's pretty clear. She hadn't seen movie. it. She hadn't seen it. So, oh, I see. Right. Uh, so. I, I read a headline today about this movie, John, that uh, I think filled me with the symptoms of COVID when I read it. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I need you to brace yourself. I, I'm bracing myself. I'm sweating and bracing myself. All right. Here's the headline, and we'll dissect this in a moment. Joker 2, Lady Gaga, and early talks to join jo- jo- Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips, in musical sequel. 
What? Hold on. What? If a deal makes, Gaga would play Harley Quinn. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know that Lady Gaga being Harley Quinn is what I'm taking away from that as like the shocker. My oh, what mom, What what word in that headline did you did the shock you to your core? Uh, I'm gonna go with musical. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it's a musical. It's a musical. I am on board. Honestly, without that, I'm like, why? But now I'm okay with it. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the first Joker movie, there were these large sweeping musical pieces in which Arthur Fleck would dance. And uh, they were the only times where Arthur Fleck were, were really expressing himself in a world where he was not allowed to. I think Todd Phillips... Uh, and those were com- these scenes were m- largely improvised by Joaquin Phoenix, or at least were his idea. I think Todd Phillips, you know, views them now as yes, that's it. Let's just keep expanding it. Not only will he dance, <laughs> he'll sing. Okay, so uh, so in classic Todd Phillips fashion, uh, he realized the only thing that made Joker good was Joaquin Phoenix's choices. And then he just doubled down on that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I think exactly what you just said. Todd Phillips realized, I can't do any of this. (laughs) I can't direct. The only good thing about this first movie was just Joaquin Phoenix being weird and dancing. So why can't he sing? Yeah, we we already got him dancing down those steps to a Gary Glitter song. The next best thing <laughs> is to get the rights to that song again and put lyrics to it. <laughs> I mean, there are lyrics, I think, to rock and roll number two, uh, but not that I can remember. Well, we're gonna write original ones for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what other what other discredited uh, mus- musical people can we buy the rights to their music to? Uh, let's just make everything about this movie problematic. I mean, <laughs> they're like, okay, we're going to do reinterpretations of rock and roll. Number two reinterpretations of blurred lines. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do think that Joaquin, you know, he's got the chops. He played Mr. Johnny cash and walk the line. Oh, he's going to be walking the, the blurred lines, <laughs> walking the blurred lines, Robin thick. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I think yeah. Let's go. Let's go anachronistic. Let's pull in music from the future, from the past, not reflecting whatever time period we're supposed to be in at all. Absolutely. You know, it's a real shame because I feel like the uh, the perfect Joker musical has actually already been made. Oh, what's it called? I mean, just just think about it. It's a it's a person with an artistic bent who's clearly unhinged pretty full of themselves has a like a wide sweeping vision for the world that not everyone is on board with i'm talking of course about tick tick boom oh so a lot of people were drawing comparisons in uh, joker to um uh taxi cab no what, what's the one 
Uh oh my god, Taxi Driver. Is but also the one about the King comedian. of Comedy. King of Comedy. Yeah. So yeah, they were drawing a lot of a lot of comparisons to King of Comedy and, and Taxi. Uh I think this time I think you're right. Todd Phillips is gonna boot up his Netflix account. He's gonna watch Tick Tick Boom and he's gonna be like, That's it. I'm he's gonna like, take inspiration, aka just rip lyrics from Tick Tick Boom and put them in my Joker movie. I mean, honestly, what's a more Joker move than making an entire musical about how you're a misunderstood genius? Right. What is there left to frickin' do? I guess the musical is a good angle on it, but bringing Harley Quinn in, I think, is a mistake. Here's... Listen. I'm listening. Here's the issue. I think that... DC Detective Comics for people who aren't like in the know will shorten it to DC sometimes. But Detective Comics films uh I, I think that they are once again potentially fumbling the bag because they have never had the the amount of goodwill they have right now, not since like the Dark Knight came out. We're like their flagship character, the Batman, uh, they just released an extremely long and yet phenomenally well-received Batman film that's kind of universally lauded, sets them up for like a home run, and then they dilute it with this Joker shit. And they're yeah. diluting it with the Joker shit from two different angles. Yeah, for, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Detective Comics and WB by extension, because they, they're the ones making these movies, have so much goodwill. None of their actors are in trouble. <laughs> none, none of them of, are in trouble. None of their actors are in headlines losing defamation cases or <laughs> being of oh, so many had so many different headlines. The, none the of late, them have potentially kidnapped teens or children. Right. None of them are involved with human trafficking and right now cannot be located. None of them are in extremely public legal disputes and being replaced with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, none of them at all. That's not happening to any of them. It's not happening for anyone at Warner Brothers. No, uh, they're all stellar. But so, yeah, this move, I feel like, is going to really, really put them in some hot water. (laughs) Yes, uh, but no, I, I do, I am very disappointed because, like, everyone that I know left the Batman with, like, this extreme sense of renewed hope that we'd be <clears throat> getting, like, an execution on a vision for the character of the Batman and his extended cadre of villains that we'd kind of lost hope for. Right. Uh, And uh, I feel like to be clear, I think we did a supplemental reading on Joker. I'm still pro the film. I think it's a movie. I I think of Joker a lot in the way that I think of Paris, Texas, but for different reasons. So Paris, Texas, uh, Vim Vendors, uh, pretty classic movie. Uh, It is a, it's very famous because they only wrote half a script and then they just made the last half up in while they were high in the desert. And yet the movie's pretty good. Uh, so despite like a lack 
of like strong direction, they pulled something together. I feel like the first Joker movie, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, similar thing. I don't think the script for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker was good. I don't think a lot of the directorial choices were good, but I feel like it was made with a certain sense of freedom that allowed the movie to become good through the efforts of the people who were in the movie. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It really pulled itself together. Um, and you won an can't Oscar. Do it. You can't do it twice. I'm it, sorry, but you can't. You cannot do that exact same trick twice. No, there's no Paris, Texas, too. The listen, Joker was good. Uh, it got lucky and that it was good, right? Uh, and I, I genuinely, I don't believe there was any singular strong artistic vision that made that movie as good as it was, except probably for the strong artistic vision that Joaquin Phoenix brings into every performance. Cause he's one of our generation's greatest actors, if not the greatest, if we're talking people who aren't retired. Uh, for you, sure. Yeah. The, the, the singular vision before Joaquin Phoenix really embodied the character and made some choices that really elevated, uh, elevated the movie. Uh, the, the singular vision was let's do King of comedy, but with Joker in it. Yeah, Todd Phillips was like, what if we took um, some of my favorite movies, but we put the Joker in them, Uh, which was not uh, great uh, as a concept. However, on the other side, which is the exact opposite of this, is The Batman, which is a uh, extremely artistically strong movie uh, to a degree where like, some of the artistic choices are almost off-putting in how strongly commanded they are on screen. Like, not off-putting in the sense that you don't like to watch them, but off-putting because, like, movies aren't made like that now. Right. Uh, like, you, like, you don't have movies that are this plodding and this sure of themselves. Uh, and I don't think that you can have a universe where both of those things are competing for people's attention, especially when like you have, you're also trying to put Joker in the Batman, which you shouldn't, you shouldn't do. Just let it be. Just let it be. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we talked about it in our supplemental reading. Uh, so for more on, on our opinions about the Joker being in Matt Reeves, the Batman, you can check that out and check out our supplemental reading on the Batman for more of those takes. But I think you're right. Like it's just, it's too much that WB strategy or DC's movie strategy has been, let's green light freaking everything because one of the, some of them are going to work. And, and I, I think we're, we're seeing now that the, yeah, they had some successes, some hits, a lot of misses, uh, but they don't care as long as the the box off return is at least positive or trending positive. Yeah, I mean they they're approaching it from a very soulless direction. But I feel like the what we all what we all maybe assumed or what I assumed they would do is like they would greenlight everything. But then if they like really hit something like the Batman, they'd pump the brakes and be like, okay, that works. Can we? Can we like reorganize our vision around this? Can we pull things out of this that are special and unique to this universe? And then like try to get like sufficiently strong creative minds to create a vision around this thing that people liked. 
which is what Marvel did. Marvel's like, what can we pull out of this that's special and unique? And then like structure things around those qualities. Uh, they failed to do that. And now they're just continuing to greenlight everything. And like, what, what, what's it? I mean, I'm still going to see the Batman two or whatever. <laughs> like I'm not going to see Joker two probably. Oh, I will. You will you? I got that season pass, so it's not I mean, even really yeah, going to cost too. me anything. Yeah. Joker 2 supplemental reading? I mean, yeah. Joker 2 zickle? We'll sing it. We'll sing our, our, our review. We won't. We will. We won't. We can't promise that. We won't. We will. We're going to promise it right now. It, okay, if we, if we do a supplemental reading, we'll sing. And then uh, it'll be just the like one note at the top, and then we're done. Yeah, yeah, one second long. I don't want to hear any more about Joker. <laughs> I don't. I stop. Like first, I, it was, first it was just like Joker Two's a movie. Then it's like Joker Two's a movie. Here's the title. Then it was Lady Gaga might be in Joker Two. It's a musical, and that's been within within a week. So stop it. Listen. Stop it. I like a lot of kids who grew up reading comic books and preferring DC for the most part. Uh, I went into my teenage years thing like, yeah, Joker is the Joker is one of the best villains ever made. Uh, and in terms of like the, the corpus of writing behind that character, certainly one of the strongest. Uh, but these movies have completely annihilated my goodwill for this character. Like, I don't care about the Joker. I don't care. The Batman's a good movie. Does not need the Joker in it. We don't need another Joker movie. I don't give a right. shit about the Joker. I don't. You, I you, don't. So it, another little bit of news dropped for a different movie entirely. Uh, they they uh, they identified a villain f- that's going to be in uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. Is the joke? Is it the Joker? <laughs> it's the Joker. No. Instead of going to Spider-Man's well-trodden rogues gallery of like the Vulture and all these other things, they highlighted a villain called the Spot. Okay. Sure. Have you heard of the Spot, John? Never. Neither have I. That's good. Do yeah. that. Surprise people. You know what the issue is? If you keep creating jokers, you're creating a, a self-fulfilling prophecy where any one representation of the Joker will disappoint most people. Right. Because you've created a you've created a mythology around this character that you can't break. So don't try. Just bring in someone else. Hell. You know what'd be really cool? I'm saying this now, having not never seen this done before. Take a well-established hero, and I don't know, try something new. Create a new villain. Yeah. Do it. Who Why cares? Why not? Yes, I mean, it's risky. Fucking do it. I mean, look, Hush was new, and Hush is great. Hush hasn't ever been on the screen. Do Hush. Do Hush, or make something new. Just do something... Do something know. new. Yeah. I don't know, dude. You're writers. Do you have to do all the stuff that other writers have done before? Make a right. new guy. Make a new Call guy. Call him the Junker. I would, yeah, the Junker would be great. He's like a funny clown who lives in a junkyard. He's a little bit twisted. He's a little bit damaged. He lives in a junkyard. And, and like, the, the greatest thing is, like, if it doesn't work, well, then move on. You know, yeah. but then go back to the well. At least you tried. Like, well, I guess tried. the Junker didn't work. 
junker didn't work. We got to get the trunker, you know, like <laughs> gotta get the trunker new one every time. Well, I, but you know, if it doesn't work too many times, then you could be like, all right, we're, fu- we're going to bring back a villain an established villain. It's one you haven't seen in a while. It's Mr. Freeze. And we're going to do it serious instead of punny. Like that would be cool. Yeah. That would be I mean, ice cold. I mean, in my mind, the, in my mind, the three of the Batman movies are the one we get with the Riddler and then Mr. Freeze and then Hush. Yeah. Like, in my mind, that is, like, the, the perfect escalation. That would be cool. Are you trying to tell me, like, we can do endless Jokers even after Heath Ledger's stellar performance. Are you telling me Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, nailed it on the first try? <laughs> it's, it's, it's sacred. We can't touch Mr. Freeze again? No. Yeah. Of course we can. Yeah. Look, Paul Dano was able to take the crown from Jim Carrey. Exactly. And everyone agrees that Jim Carrey's Riddler (laughs) was the best Riddler ever committed to the screen. Only one, right? (laughs) Yeah. So by default. Yeah. I Just stop. Stop doing the same freaking five goddamn characters over and over again. Give us something new. That's all I want. And make the Batman 2 a musical. Make the Batman two. No, it would be like five hours long. (laughs) There would be an intermission like in Dr. Zhivago. Yeah. 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 Where you have to switch from one VHS tape to the next. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it only came out in, uh, VHS for some reason. The new Batman movie. Yeah. Weird, huh? Really weird. Weird decision. Listen, I here here are the songs that I would like to see uh, in Joker Two. So it's going to be a musical in the style of Sing Sing Two, where it's not original music; it's okay. reinterpretations. Yeah. They're redoing famous songs. Of course, Blurred Lines are Robin Thicke. Uh, Run for Your Life by the Beatles. Uh, Jailbait okay. by Ted Nugent. All right. Uh, Dude looks like a lady by <laughs> Smith. Uh, uh, Brown Sugar by Aerosmith. Let's get some uh, a Shot of Man in Reno. Uh, if I Want to by Usher, definitely. What is that? Is that Folsom Prison Blues? Uh, yes. Kim yeah. by Eminem. Got, gotta get some Eminem in there. Are you reading from a list? Uh, I'm putting together a couple different lists. Okay. But you know, you know, uh, you, you really, you spark something in me just uh, now. 17 by Winger. I don't know if I'm supposed to be listening to find the theme because I, I haven't been listening. A lot of these are about having sex with underage people. Oh, that's terrible. Please, no. Uh, gotcha. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> but you sparked an idea in me that absolutely this is not going to be original songs, but reinterpretations of other songs. Because to do original songs, you have to be able to produce something original. And we all know that Todd Phillips can't. <laughs> he cannot. Uh, it's only going to be uh, songs that he liked that were in Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. It's going to be Creep by, what, is it Radiohead? Yeah. It, yeah I, oh, man. It's going to be I Creep bet. by Radiohead on a loop the entire movie. <laughs> I bet Todd Phillips unironically is a huge fan of the song creep oh yeah yeah no no so like whereas it's it's been uh traditionally presented the song as like 
you know, forlonging or, or yearning to want to be accepted. No, we're going to reinterpret creep to be a celebration. I don't belong here. Yeah. I am a creep. I, I am, am a, a creep. I am a weirdo. I'm proud of it. And yeah, it, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be singing that in the trailer in like three months. There's just going to be two songs, Creep by Radiohead and uh, Little Girls by Oingo Boingo slash Danny Elfman. Oh, I don't know. Slash Danny Elfman. (laughs) Yeah, Danny Elfman wrote a song for Oingo Boingo. It's a song intentionally meant to offend people. Okay. Uh, Danny Elfman jacked. Danny Elfman is jacked? I'm I'm sorry, you haven't seen jacked Danny Elfman? I don't want to. I'm going to show it to you. Okay. Hey, we Uh, continue. Please do, but I think you're on to something again because he the Gary Glitter song was picked on purpose. We all know that. It was meant to spark controversy and make headlines. Oh, they're using a child molester? What was he? Yeah, pretty much. A child molester's music, even though the song is now divorced from the musician. He's going to pick songs that are that are going to trigger people intentionally for the sake of controversy and making headlines and also sparking outrage. Uh, so I, you're absolutely going in the right direction. And to that end, you, you will pick uh, song number nine by the Beatles. Yes. I listen. They got to do it to them. Who's the them? Also, where's Jack Danny Elfman coming from? Uh, I'm really trying to find it. Here we He's go. He's not real. He can't hurt me. Jack Danny Elfman is real. You can't hurt me, though. What the fuck? Yeah, he's jacked. Apparently got real jacked for Coachella, too. I'm trying to find pictures of that. Uh, I don't want to... I thought he was like an elf man. <laughs> yeah, a strong elf man. He's from, like, a universe where you need to be strong to cast elfin magic. Oh, no. One of those. Yeah, one of those strong elfin magic men. All right. Well, I'm shredded Danny Elfman. Coachella fans can't get over how shredded what? Danny Elfman is at 68. While you're looking for this, I'm going to do a quick countdown update. <laughs> uh, we're still in our first hour of our 10-hour marathon episode, and we're going to be we're going to just going to keep going up, oh, going into going into hour two. Jacked Danny Elfman. Jacked oh, are we, Danny Elfman segment. This is pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. We, we are crossing into hour two of ten. Hour uh, two co- of ten. According to John, I hope his clock is right. I hope he's not early. Did you happen to click on Jacked Danny Elfman? Well, we are now. Uh, it gives me a JSON error. <laughs> I got an error invalid size parameter. That's right, Danny Elfman to Jacked. Oh, wait, no. Hold on. There's some tracking cruft at the end. Let me remove that and it should work. All right. We're going we're okay, to give that, that another try. We're trying the new image. He. Why is Buff Rupert Grint on my screen? He does look like a Buff Rupert Grint. What is this nonsense I'm seeing before me? This is this Danny, is Danny Elfman? Elfman. He did The Simpsons. Okay. He did Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, he did all of Tim Burton's films. And now he's a fucking Edward Scissor lift. Oh man, that's a joke. Strong boy, right there. Yep. So uh, call I call in through my shirt. <laughs> we're raising money for John's COVID recovery. So the phones are are ringing. 
We're, we're going for another. No one's night. answering them. The phones are ringing off the hook. No one is answering them. <laughs> Nine more we're hours. Please do not. The phones are ringing. No one is here to answer them. We're supposed to have them answered. Yeah, that's how people donate oh. money. One would think. I thought. I thought. I thought we get like a dollar per phone ringing. No, we get charged for phone ringing. Oh. It's long distance. This is, this is not well thought out. But we're still going the whole nine hours. Uh, we got nine hours to go. The Eight phones hours are left, ringing. Two hours. Da- jacked. Jack. Jacked. El- elf. <laughs> Uh, jacked elf is in the building. <laughs> There's a jacked elf in the building. The phones are ringing off the hook. No one is answering them. Crowns are rolling in the gutters nine, by the dozens. Nine more hours to go with this, y'all, and th- we're raising money for John's COVID recovery. Um, I, I read a I read a thing. Uh, you you mentioned jacked coke. I don't think you did, but. <laughs> <laughs> I read something that uh, Coca-Cola is making the decision. They're going to sell Jack and Coke in a can. Oh, like a Coke with a like pr- like protein? Po- oh, Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. Yeah, Jack the Jack Coke. Daniels Coke drink will be sold in a can. I don't have a story up to, to read it, but I did see that recently. Nice. People are loving to put things in cans now. Well, so it's crazy because uh, in Japan, this was a thing forever. You, you can buy cocktails in a can at any convenience store. Uh, it's crazy that it's taken so long for America to get on board with it. Yeah, it's really become a thing within the last uh, two years is actually canned craft cocktails. Because yeah. prior to that, it was like malt beverages, which, uh, you know, not not great. Oh, uh, we're actually exciting. starting to put like liquor in things. This is exciting. Okay, Coca-Cola is partnering with Brown Foreman. To make a new Coca Cola is partnering with Brown Liquid. <laughs> <laughs> to make a new, a new big cocktail. news, big news. Coca Cola is partnering with Brown Liquid. John's COVID brain is kicking into overdrive. Uh, combining Coke and Jack Daniel's Tennessee whiskey, the drink, which will also be available in a zero sugar option. <laughs> zero sugar. But there's <laughs> it's whiskey. <laughs> I mean, there's. I guess you distill the sugar out of whiskey, but not zero calorie. Alcohol has calories in right. it. Right. Uh, it's going to be available in a zero sugar option. It's hitting shelves in Mexico later this year before expanding globally. When to us? Uh, that's a great question. Um, y- you would think the Tennessee whiskey <laughs> variant of the Coke. Yeah, would, would make you think its it would, debut. You think it would come out here first? Oh, here it is. A U.S. launch is intended for some time in 2023. 2020. Okay, okay, that's soon. Yeah, I like brown lick. I like brown liquor <laughs> in a can. <laughs> Listen, I think it really is the future. Like craft cocktails. I found a little bit more news. I found a little bit more news about it. Um, Coachella fans can't get over how shredded Danny Alvin <laughs> looks at 68. The composer behind The Simpsons and The Nightmare Before Christmas performed shortlist on Saturday night. Coachella has been the site of several landmark pop culture moments over the years from Daft Punk's legendary set to Beyonce's homecoming to that Tupac hologram. And the tradition of iconic performances has continued this year. This time, nobody could have predicted the who and the why behind the set that went viral. 
midway through the set, stripped to the waist. Please really call in, folks. Please call in. We need, we need to raise funds for John's recovery. He's not well. In an interview with Variety, well. Elfman revealed the decision to go shirtless on stage was entirely Nine spontaneous hours. one. Nine more hours to go. I just wanted to come exactly like if you saw me 30 or 4 years ago. Here I am now. Yeah, I'm an old man. Fuck it. <laughs> Please call. The phones are ringing off the hooks. No we've one is reached, answering. We've reached hour 7 of the John COVID Rain Relief Fund. No Meanwhile, one is answering. Rival Pepsi is also eyeing the trend with a hard Mountain Dew, <laughs> a sugar-free okay. canned cocktail with 5 alcohol 5% alcohol by volume. It hit shelves a few months ago. Oh, so they beat him to the punch. Beat him to the punch. I feel like I can't... <coughs> Sorry, I forgot to mute myself for that one. I feel like a canned... I feel like a, a canned alcoholic Mountain Dew. I feel like th- you'd think the demos for these would be a lot more different than they are, but I actually think the demographic of someone who wants Jack Daniels and Coke in a can and electro- <laughs> I mean, alcoholic... Mountain Dew in a can. I feel like they're the same. <laughs> oh my person. god! <laughs> I feel yes. like they're the same person. I think they're like they're the same person. How are you doing there, buddy? I'm great. All right. I feel like I, I'm torturing you too long. Uh, so uh, we only have nine more hours to <laughs> well, go. Just nine more hours to go. And <laughs> I we're think just I said electronic Mountain Dew. <laughs> I think you did. So uh, and so. Instead of a new segment, let's just talk about some things we want to do this summer uh, that are coming up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I am getting people begging for a Spider-Man No Way Home supplemental reading. So, that has to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we have to do like a summer of Spider-Man because we're not going to do that. I mean, it'd be. I mean, we love Spider Man. We'll, we'll we talk do, about it. We'll talk. We about do. It. We we do love Spider Man. I I am for one love that idea. I just need to find a way to watch the movie. So mm-hmm. that's going to be coming to you sometime this summer. Um, there was another one. Oh, there was an, another thing we were going to supplementally read. So we we we've, we've done a supplementary reading before in the past of Stranger Things seasons. Hmm. I, I didn't talk to you about this, but uh, would that be something you're up for? I mean, I'd be up for it. Here's So my arc with Stranger Things uh, is Stranger Things 1, new good. Stranger Things Season 2, good. Uh, really lost me for Season 3. Like, there were things that I very much liked about Season 3. Season 4, kind of a banger. Uh, so I don't know that I would necessarily be against it. And that finale's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, the finale of season season four is coming out in July, so maybe we would we would have to hold off. You have a collar on now. Get out of here. Uh, we would have to hold off for that supplemental reading until that that finale comes out. So it's sometime in July, maybe a supplemental reading of Stranger Things season four, and then the grand fiesta, John. Mm. A supplemental reading of. I don't know how to introduce this. I, I think I could introduce it. Please. Okay. 
So the real-life diet of Danny Elfman, who played Coachella shirtless at 68. The composer and musician <laughs> caught up with GQ about the power of good shoulders and the this. satisfaction of watching other people He's not well, eat folks. sugar. Danny Elfman's in really good shape. Listeners, fans, hear me. Listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen. Uh, I think you love it how we... <laughs> Hold on. I think... One of the greatest joys of listening to this podcast, in my opinion, uh, speaking for you, is that we always find the hidden gems. Uh, We initially created supplemental reading to be a way to talk about things that we thought were culturally important. So we think it's important that we return to that tradition, which is to say... Uh, they made a Transmorphers for the Fast and Furious movie Fast Five, and it's called 200 Miles Per Hour. That's right. They made a movie that was intentionally designed to make your grandma buy or rent their movie instead of Fast Five uh, to skim off of rental revenue. Uh, It is uh, made by one of these uh, production companies that this is kind of all they do. It looks truly incredible. The entire movie is available for viewing on YouTube. Uh, So I highly recommend everyone find some time to watch 200 miles per hour because this, this is sure to be our best supplemental reading ever. I mean, no hyperbole. It has to be. Right. We all know Fast Five is both John and I's favorite Fast and Furious movie. So a mockbuster of that movie can only be good. I mean, it's got to be the best. You know, they strip all the they strip all the unnecessary pieces out. And you're just left with the pure art of 200 miles per hour. Apparently this film has enjoyed a little bit of a cult following. And I'm excited because, as you said... With the movie being available entirely on YouTube, this is our most approachable supplemental reading ever. Anyone with access to YouTube and a tight 90 minutes of their own time can enjoy 200 miles per hour before listening to us talk about it. That's correct. This is our most accessible, uh, inaccessible content yet. Yes, we, we split the difference between accessible and inaccessible. Now, of course... It is accessible in that you can watch it. Our supplementary reading is inaccessible in that you will have half you will have needed to finish the movie before right. listening to it. Which might be a high barrier to entry. We honestly do not know. Yeah, I have not watched a lick of this movie. Uh, its its existence was I was made aware of its existence and then immediately stopped reading about it. Yeah. Uh, to go in totally fresh. This is, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a great time. And I think that one's going to come to you sooner rather than later. Uh, So keep an eye out for that to drop sometime in the nearish future. Sometime in the next few weeks, once I am fully recovered from COVID. Probably. Yes. Apparently the cough can hang around for weeks. It all depends on your donations. So we're going to do a little thing. Uh, We're going to keep the phones on, but we're going to step away for the next eight and a half hours. Yeah, you're going to keep listening. You're going to keep listening. And people are going to keep calling in and making their pledges, and that's going to be great. We're just not going to be here for all of it because 
Uh, John is really, he's really not, he's not in a good way. And once again, no one will be listening to your pledges. The phones will ring through to voicemail, and the voicemail will say it is a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Yes, uh, but please keep those calls in. We really need this money uh, to go to John's recovery, and it's going to be great. Do you know how expensive horse steroids are? No. Do you know? Listen, I've been trying to get. I've been on my. I've been on the websites. I've been on the. I've been on the. 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 the um, what's it called? The alt. I've been on the chat serves. I've been on the lists. The list serves. Trying to get Tren, Primo, HGH. New confusion uh, is I a need symptom. It, of I need COVID. it all. <laughs> And then when I'm big and strong like Danny Elfman, I'll beat COVID. (laughs) All those tattoos on Danny Elfman's bodies are wards against COVID. He read a little book, the Pennsylvania Dutch, called Long Lost Friend. (laughs) You ever heard of this? Uh, Ancient book of spells and curses, Long Lost Friend. If you want to help People buy houses to this day. To this day? From the 1800s and early 1900s, the walls stuffed with mummified dogs. If you want to help John out and send a message to speed on his recovery, you can reach out to at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And John knows what that stands for. Just a quick edit while I look something up. Hold on. Pausing for edit. Hold on, I think it'll be funny. Playing I'm pausing, up the COVID brain. Pausing for edit. Okay. Pausing for edit. Okay. Here we go. That's right, that stands for the spell. Another way yet to still bind thieves. Ye thieves, I conjure you to be obedient like Jesus Christ who obeyed this heavenly father unto the cross and to stand without moving in his sight in the name of the Trinity. I command you by the power of God and the incarnation of Jesus Christ not to move out of my sight like Jesus Christ was standing on Jordan's stormy banks to be baptized by John and furthermore I conjure you horse and rider to stand still not to move out of the sight like Jesus Christ did stand when he was about to be nailed to the cross to release the fathers of the church from the bonds of evil ye thieves. I bind you with the same bonds with Jesus our Lord was bound to hell and thus ye shall be bound and the same words that bind you shall also release you that's right and if you are phonophobic and don't want to call your pledge in uh, we have an email address that is equipped to receive messages and you can send expressions of pledgitude that is just words not any actual money you can send those to email at zerocredits.net. We will read your words and know that the money is coming. But please don't actually send money. Uh, we're also on every sort of pod scraper out there. As my wife called them, the Scrapey Boys. They're there. Pod Chaser, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast. We're on all of them. However you are listening to this podcast, please leave a rating and review on that service, and uh, that would do us a great deal of help of raising awareness for John's recovery, uh, which is going to be an ongoing thing. Uh, But the best thing you can do is grab a friend by the lapels, scream in their face. Zero Credits is a show where they talk about things. 
tell people about this podcast. It's the only way we can fight the good fight and win the battles that need to be won in the battle places where battles are fought. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. I think maybe I think maybe a significant misstep that I made in my COVID recovery was not leaning more into spells. Uh, yeah, I think spells are good. I, was that like a binding spell that you read there? Yes, for thieves to, to still bind them. Oh, good. So now the thieves of your health are bound by the name in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord Savior. Uh, so that's that's pretty nifty. Jesus hath bound thee, Fauci. Oh no, poor Fauci. <laughs> poor he's Fauci not, getting bound by Jesus. He's gonna he's not gonna be able to move his leg all night. He's gonna have no reason he's gonna have no knowledge as to why. Yeah, it's gonna be listen, I had a rough night of sleep, Dr. Fauci, <laughs> and Jesus will assure the same of you in 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 less time. In less time indeed. Uh but for now. I'm going to let John sign off. That's right. From everyone here at the walls filled with mummified dogs and from the, do I say from the zero credits, then the kind of studio it is? Uh, we, We play pretty fast and loose with this. From everyone here at the zero credits, Walls filled with mummified dogs and runic scrolls studios, we'd like to wish you a happy week. And if I may be selfish, wish myself a speedy recovery with your donations. That's right. So, as we kick off the eight hour and 30 minutes left of our marathon episode, we wish you a goodbye. A goodbye. Do keep listening, though. We're serious. Don't, don't, don't stop. The episode might appear to end. Don't touch the dial. Remain stationary. Don't touch the dial. If you touch the dial, John can't recover. Don't touch the dial.